0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Is the tight
1: labor market frustrating you as a business owner? Do you have employees leaving for one to two dollars extra per hour? Mako RX Complete Care is a quality healthcare solution that has allowed businesses to recruit and retain employees. To learn how Mako RX can help your business stay competitive, visit mako-rx.com or call 855-562-5679. Mako RX, healthcare simplified.
2: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, we have a special guest, Dr. Garrett Hinshaw, president of Catawba Valley Community College, will join us to talk about the community college's role in promoting entrepreneurship. Side note, Dr. Hinshaw is our boss, so we're going to do our best to clean up our language on this particular episode. Plus, we'll have our lightning round, and we've got some interesting small businesses that you should be checking out. Greetings. My name is Jeff Neuville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the Small Business Center and currently the director of the Manufacturing Solutions Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is executive dean of Economic Development, Corporate Development Center, and I don't know what other titles have been thrust upon you since we last spoke, Gary. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, and Jeff, you're doing really well with the titles. Okay.
2: Well, we're going to keep giving you titles so <laughs> we get it right. Well, I appreciate it, because they're cheap, right? <laughs> better than giving you a raise. You know, that's, yes, that's what we say. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we do in the business world. Yeah, but things are going well,
1: much better than they were two weeks ago.
2: Well, so for our listeners, Gary, you hurt your back. You hurt your leg. You've been, like, limping around like a troll. You know, you've not, you've not looked good, you're, but you're improving.
1: Yes, at least I'm walking upright now.
2: You're walking upright, and while you're dealing Appreciate with the it, kinds uh, words, I offered <laughs> to like you know try to straighten you out, and you you limped away. Uh, but uh, you're also in Atlanta for the National Skills USA Conference, and you were limping around Atlanta. But but our Catawba Valley Community College teams did well.
1: They did fantastic. Uh, we're very blessed with our students and our advisors. We won nine national medals: four gold, one silver, and four bronze. But more importantly. I think is that we competed in 19 competitions and we finished in the top 10 in 16, which is pretty amazing. I mean that shows the depth and breadth of the programs all across our campus.
2: And, and we won a gold medal in entrepreneurship, which Absolutely. we were very for the happy. Eighth about.
1: year in a row, we either won a gold or a silver.
2: That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So we that says
1: a lot for you and me and our special guest. Who's that's right. Who's well, well I, I, really, I, really I, is the reason we have a Skills USA program.
2: Well, let's, let's welcome our guest, uh, Dr. Garrett Henshaw. Dr. Hinshaw, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing wonderful, Jeff. It's good to be with you and Gary. We're trying to keep you all straight and out of trouble, so uh, let's roll. <laughs> That's <laughs> tough. Thank
2: you. Well, we, we appreciate your efforts in that. Uh, uh, for our listeners, Dr. Henshaw has been the president of uh, Catawba Valley Community College since 2006. Uh, and since the time when I first met him, Shortly thereafter, uh, he's made it very clear that his goal is for Catawba Valley to be the best community college in America. And if we look at various ratings and rankings and things, uh, Catawba Valley Community College has done very well. I don't... I don't know if there is, it's not like there's an AP poll to say who is the number one community college. There are lots of different ways to rank community colleges, but we've done pretty well for ourselves. So. Oh,
0: absolutely. And it's about the people that are there and the commitment to helping our students and, and really working in our community and being a partner uh, with so many different agencies and organizations that uh, makes that happen. And and when you look at our graduation rates and, and you look at the cost of, of going to CVCC, it's a great value for young people and, and older people alike. So uh, we're very proud of, of what we're doing there in Red Hawk Nation.
2: So some of our listeners might think that we invited you on here just because you're our boss and we want to be nice to you. Or, or some of our listeners might think that we invited you on because they, they know from listening that I went to Chapel Hill and I'm a Carolina fan and wanted to poke you because you are, you're a Duke basketball fan and, and things didn't end as well for Duke as you might have liked. But that's not why we invited you on. We invited you on because you... Have been a big proponent of entrepreneurship uh, throughout not only the college but also in our community. Uh, so we really wanted to bring you on to talk about uh, uh, your perspective on on how community colleges uh, should be promoting entrepreneurship can can be promoting entrepreneurship, but you know why should community colleges even care about entrepreneurship?
0: Well, first of all, Jeff, 2022 is going to be a year that will live in infamy for uh, Duke Blue Devil fans, but <laughs> Uh, we are gonna look for twenty twenty three. So we know you Carolina fans are gonna hang on to this one forever and that's fine. We'll we'll accept that. We, but, will. Uh, we there's will always a new season.
1: Okay. And by the way, this is just a perfect example. Us Wake Forest fans aren't even in a conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right, yeah. that's just well, Although is a Wake Forest fan, absolutely.
2: Well, we it, it, actually, Doctor Henshaw actually pulls for for many North Carolina schools, so no so, questions. So, so it's not like he's just totally in the bag for Duke. So we don't want to we don't want to make him as a total villain here. But let's talk about <laughs> entrepreneurship. And why should the community college even, you know, what role they play? Why should they care about entrepreneurship?
0: Well, entrepreneurship is a mindset. Uh, it's relevant for every individual who, whether they're working for an organization or whether they're leading an organization or own the organization. Uh, it's about problem solving. It's about uh, understanding value and how to create value for the organization. It's it's really looking at that bottom line, and and just like new business startups do. Uh, every, every chance you get, you should be evaluating yourself and making sure that you're still bringing that value so that you can stay in business. And that's what workers should do, too. So <laughs> entrepreneurship's for everyone. It's, it's really the way we think. It's the way we process information. It's the way we look at things. Uh, entrepreneurs are very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very uh, tenacious in what they do. And so we want every student to experience that that comes through Catawba Valley Community College.
2: So, you know, I think some listeners might think that, uh, you know, and and our listeners are typically folks that might be starting businesses or thinking about starting businesses and probably share uh, that it's a mindset and process. You know, I think there are sometimes challenges with larger organizations, you know, and, and maybe, you know, I don't I don't I mean this with all respect, bureaucratic type organizations to how do you get that mindset into you know into the ranks you know and you know i've been in large organizations gary's been in large organizations and you know and and i think we probably find there are some people that embrace it and others people are looking at the clock
0: (laughs) yeah those are the people that are going to struggle in any organization darian if they're just looking at the clock and, and punching in and punching out they're not committed to the vision. They're not committed to the ultimate outcomes that you're trying to create. And and that's a real issue for most businesses and organizations across the country. And being able to embed entrepreneurship and an entrepreneurial way of thinking and being consistent with that and, and repetitive with it is a key aspect of any leadership team that's whether you're leading a large organization or a very small business. Uh, you've got to assure that that you're employees are engaged that, that they understand their value proposition and that they are thinking innovatively in terms of what's the next big thing to take us to the next level whether it's in a department or whether it's from a whole business perspective
2: so as as the president of a college the leader of a large organization you know in terms of steps that that uh, Catawba Valley Community College has taken to integrate entrepreneurship into its culture? You know, what, what sort of steps ha- have, have you taken or, or, or would you recommend other people take in order to help uh, engage the, the employee base uh, to do that?
0: Well, the first thing you have to do is define it because a lot of people say the word which is very hard to say sometimes but (laughs) harder to spell (laughs) (laughs) but to get a great definition that's consistent uh and then begin to put programs and put activities around it uh, is how that you build it into your culture also you know when you're bringing new employees in you have that conversation with them early to understand that they can be creative they can make a difference within the organization and every role is important regardless of, of where it sets up in the organizational structure. But making sure that it's it's a part of, of regular conversation, whether it's in meetings or whatever, uh, is, is the key aspect to embedding it into the culture of, of any business regardless of how large or how small.
2: Yeah, I, I, I appreciate uh, that, that you say that you want, uh, employees to be able to take some risks and, and step out. I mean, we at my old business, we used to tell people that it it's okay. You know, we it's okay to take risks. It's okay to make mistakes. We really can't afford you to make the same mistakes over and over. You know, you have to you have to be able to learn from those mistakes and be able to do something with them. Yeah, but,
0: failure is our best teacher. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and, and taking the the information and the experience and the emotions of failing, and then assuring that you're preparing yourself not to do it again uh, is a key aspect of any uh, any new business operator. Uh, it's looking at the opportunities and saying that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to take this risk. Uh, I may fall flat on my face, but having a culture that embraces that and says it's okay to fail. Uh, that's how we learn. That's how we grow. And, and that's how we understand value propositions. And working as a team, you come up with much better solutions than any individual will.
1: Well, that's why... You've been successful in our college as you've enabled us to take those risks. Jeff and I have done plenty, and you've been supportive of uh, everything that we've done. Most of them turned out well, but uh, and all of them, if we had to pivot, we did and we moved over. But we knew that we had your back, and you had our back even
0: more. Well, and that's that's the key component of it because you know, if you're not taking risk and really looking at how we do business differently. Uh, you run the risk of becoming complacent and obsolete. And once you do that, then your value to your organization is diminished. And that's when you need to worry about your future. If you're bringing value every day, if you're, if you're taking the risk to try new things, to, to serve the purpose of what the mission of your organization is, you're always going to be in that game and a value to those people that are looking at your future.
2: Talk to us a little bit. You know, one of your, uh, I want to say, pet projects, or, or just one of the areas I know that you put a lot of focus in is uh, the role that entrepreneurship can play in rural communities. You know, and, and we're in North Carolina, we're uh, you know in, in Catawba County, you know, medium-sized county in North Carolina, but there are a lot of folks. Uh, surrounding our area that are, are really qualify as more rural areas, and that's something that you've taken a real uh, interest in and, and trying to find ways to promote entrepreneurship in rural communities. You know, what's what, what concerns you about the, the, I guess, the lack of entrepreneurship in rural communities, and what steps or have you taken to to help with that issue?
0: Well, the way our social and economic um, ecosystem has developed. Uh, we've seen an out-migration away from rural areas by population bases moving more to to the more urban areas so that makes these rural areas very fragile and it's an imperative for the community college who has their boots on the ground every day in that community to really be the catalyst when it comes to looking at how small businesses can come back and get going and be sustainable uh, small business, the development of small businesses, is the backbone of economic development for rural areas. More so than it is in urban, we have to be we have to be clever, we have to be creative because we don't have the assets that you see in, in more urban areas. And so we have to leverage every asset and work together in partnership uh, to assure that these these rural areas remain uh, vibrant.
2: And you, you have uh, worked to assist community colleges, uh, in addition to our own, to uh, create uh, websites and programs to help uh, promote entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, and you know, you look at all of our program, our whole spectrum of programs. Uh, these are, are students that are looking at their future. And being able to let them engage without external partners is one of the key assets of what we do, whether it's in our graphic design uh, department, helping a, a new business get their website up and running, whether it's with accounting or, or even, you know, you think of something like welding, and you think, well, these people are going to work for some, somebody someday. Well, these people are going to own their own businesses someday. And that's the way we approach our students, letting them know that those opportunities are out there and they are possible and we're there to support them through that process.
2: Well, and I, and I think that we've seen students who might be in welding or, or some of the, I guess, more vocational type programs that initially you might not say, well, that's, you know, they're, they're going to go work from somebody. You know, these days are a lot of opportunities for them to put up their own shingle and, and do their own thing and, and have their own successful business. Yeah, my, our, our
0: most successful alumni are those that own their own businesses yeah. when you look at their financial records now i mean they are the ones that have seen the value and then been able to build successful businesses by focusing on the key core components of being an entrepreneur and and that's uh, it's critical for us to to spawn those and to really support them through their journey
1: well and we're doing that we're through the everyday entrepreneurship venture fund
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so, so so i mean that's sort of a partnership that you Dr. Henshaw started with the National Association for Community College Entrepreneurship or NACE. so I mean, you know, talk, talk a little bit about uh, uh, your thought process there and why you thought that would be a good thing to do.:
0: Well, you know, uh, the a majority across the country and world of small business startups they, they do fail and for different reasons. but a lot of times they need that financial shot in the arm to get up and running. Uh, They're not bringing a big checkbook into a new business. They're expending everything they've got to get from one month to the next and to put food on the table for their families. And so being able to invest in these businesses gives them a better chance to be successful. So what we want to see is that failure rate continue to decline. We want to see more of our small business startups and our entrepreneurs be successful long term. That's when we are having a positive impact on our economy, and that's when we're building a vital future for this whole region.
2: So, so one thing that you've done is uh, you've created a fund called the Everyday Entrepreneur Venture Fund at our college in partnership with, with NACI where uh, current students and, and recent graduates who have a true interest in starting a business can get a little startup grant to, to help them get down that road.
0: Yeah, great ideas die every day. Just because they may not feel like they have the support or the resources to move it forward. If we can do anything to spur those great ideas to reality, then, then we're being successful in what we've set up
2: to do. Now, now uh, your, your friend and uh, associate, Tom Rue, who uh, is the uh, director of a, a group called NC Idea, which promotes entrepreneurship throughout North Carolina. We'll be very happy to get on a soapbox, and we should have him on as, as a guest at some point in That's right. to, to say that uh, state governments provide hundreds of millions of dollars in support uh, tax breaks to large corporations uh, to create X number of jobs. And then if you look at the number of new businesses that are created each year and the lack of capital and support that goes to them, it's a travesty, but I'm sure he would use more colorful language in describing it. <laughs> well, I would,
0: I would too, Jeff. It's, it's really uh, like being out in the ocean and just searching for a big fish. You hunt and you hunt and you hunt. That's what our entrepreneurs face every day. Whereas these big corporations, they don't have to hunt as hard. They're they're hunting. They're shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, the resources are there for them, and, and being able to help these people that are really looking at a, at a new future. That's where we've got to lean in at, and I hope that at some point during my tenure, we see the state of North Carolina lean in on that, and working with organizations like NC Idea that I serve on their board, and then being chairing the Economic Development Corporation here in Catawba County, I get to see front line. I get to hear the stories of, of what's going on with the major businesses, and yes, we need them. But we also need to assure that there are resources available for our new startups, maybe one or two employees. Uh, that's that's where the struggle is. Oh, and, and those
2: big corporations often started with one or two employees. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They started somewhere. Yeah. You never know which one's going to be the one that, yeah. that, that provides that scalable growth to your community. So now you've also been a big proponent of, Lifelong learning, and and created a program called K sixty four. Tell tell our listeners a little bit about K sixty four, and and your thinking there.
0: Yeah, so K sixty four is it was a vision of Mark story and myself looking at this community and thinking, you know, we don't provide enough on and off ramps and seamless transitions for workers in the field from the time that they s- start and. Uh, again starting in kindergarten and going to 64 which is the retirement age it's going to be older uh, in the future, 80 now. <laughs> but k64 was built to to really assure that we are connected with individuals to get on and off the educational journey because we all have to continue to learn and some of us do it through research, some of us do it you know, through a lot of reading, and then there's the formal education process, and, and sometimes that's very intimidating for people. We're trying to take that intimidation factor out and assure that people feel comfortable saying, I need another stackable credential. And once they get to that point point, they see that they can increase their value to their company or to go into another company... Then we've got a mindset that's changed that doesn't just revolve around getting a degree. A degree is great. A degree is value added to individuals as they get them. But there's so many other credentials that they can be earning while they're pursuing those degrees and really benefiting their company and themselves personally and financially.
2: I I know something that that we hear, I'm sure you hear a lot, uh, at least right now, is biggest challenge to whether it's a big business small business is people you know and uh uh trying to trying to find them trying to prepare them for for jobs out there uh, is there benefit to small businesses connecting to the community college i know i know yeah, I think to your credit, you've been pretty sensitive at, and, and built the sort of relationships within the community to try to understand what the needs are out there. You know, hence, you know, we we do a lot with furniture, which is a very important industry in our area. You know, just, you know the Manufacturing Solutions Center, which does a lot of work in textiles and and whatnot, which traditionally in our area has been very important. You know, what? Yeah, are are, are there ways that small businesses or entrepreneurs can and be connecting with uh, our community colleges to, to help them in, in finding Yeah, uh, when, when you
0: look at community colleges, we are, we are right in the hub of everything. We partner directly with our local school systems. We partner directly with our university partners, whether private or public. And, you know, being that connected, we're able to provide information and guidance and also pathways for individuals starting early on in their career because, our biggest challenge is assuring that all families have the information they need to make good choices once that student graduates from high school we don't just slap them on the back and say congratulations to you good luck we give them that next step and that's what community colleges are all about is looking at that next step for the future of this community (coughs) and building a talent pipeline that is uh, robust and and that's that's nut that we're still trying to crack right now Uh, it's been a challenge it's been a challenge for our businesses to find Good employees that are, are going to show up every day, that are going to uh, understand the value that they can bring to that company. But we're we're going to work on it every day, and that's that's what our that's how we walk in the office. We think, all right, what's what are we going to do today that's going to change this pipeline problem that, that's affecting our whole country?
1: that's a challenge we face every day, and trying to get full time employees for our partners. One of the ways we can do it is through internships. Mm-hmm and getting our students that are going through school to be doing internships with these uh, companies. It's a win-win for the person, the student, saying, hey, is this what I really want to do with my career? But it's really important for the company because it's on-the-job interviewing Yeah, and seeing and, where and the that's, fit is. That's
0: one of the biggest movements that we've got going right now, Gary, is, is that giving every student a work-based learning opportunity. Number one, the student learns about the business. Uh, they're able to build a relationship with a business. And then that gives that business a chance to test drive that yeah, individual. Exactly. And, you know, if if it if it works out and is very positive, then that's their next employee. Well, that's somebody that knows them. That's not somebody coming in cold right. off the street. And so those experiences are critical to what we do. And, and we've got to be very intentional about how we connect our students, our 5,000 students, uh, and then... 10,000-a-year continuing education students to our business partners.
1: Trying to make the best fit. Another thing that you did five years ago, actually, it's a few months. you realized, talking to business partners, that our students not just needed the technical skills but the soft skills. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's been one of our biggest successes. Yeah,
0: every every new program that we've started, we start with focusing on the core of the soft skills because that's what we hear from our business partners that – they want people who can communicate they want people that can problem solve they want people that are going to show up so we place a premium on those core soft skills on the front end to assure that an individual is ready to to move into this and if they're not then we coach them and try to help them understand that you know when you get ready we're going to be here but you're not ready yet right? because we don't want to provide our business partners with, with someone who's not going to be of excellence and we're committed to that and we have a relentless commitment to it almost that we look at when we think about how we execute what we do.
1: Well, you really emphasized the importance of it and your commitment to it because it is a requirement in many of our technical programs to complete a soft skills course. Absolutely. And that that wasn't here five years ago. Well, that that
0: benefits everybody. I mean, you think about it when we were going through our educational process uh, I didn't have one soft skill course when I finished my four year degree and then finished my master's degree, still didn't have one, and then finished a terminal degree, a doctorate degree, and still didn't have one. Well, I needed those skills. Yep. I needed them early. I've learned them over time by myself, but there was no intentionality about it through my education process.
2: I'm going to just pause for a moment because uh, sort of a good transition to our sponsor. Mako RX, because uh, this is something that they help with as well, is the tight labor market frustrating you as a business owner? Do you have employees leaving for one or two dollars extra per hour? Mako RX Complete Care is a quality healthcare solution that has allowed businesses to recruit and retain employees. To learn more, Mako RX can help your business stay competitive. Visit MakoRX.com or call 855 562 5679. Mako RX Healthcare simplified so good transition here that's what we call in the business a segue so anyway you- thanks jeff okay thanks for that informative <laughs> no, work
0: appreciate I that well,
2: well thank you to make of rx so <laughs> uh, one last question for you dr hinch i just uh, in terms of folks that are out there starting businesses these days just any any advice based on what you're seeing out uh, in in the community talking with uh, leaders in in the community and state government uh, what do you see going on out there
0: well the, the big thing i want to encourage everybody to do is to contact all the organizations and resources that are available here in this area and, and we have a program called startup catawba that brings all those those assets together into one place and they can go to startupcatawba.com and they can see those partners the chamber of commerce the economic development commission the small business center manufacturing Solutions center the sbtdc's with the university system all of those resources are at their fingertips plus there are resources for financial assistance there are resources for legal assistance for anything that a a new business wants they can find it in one location with startupcatawba.com
2: there you go good advice we appreciate you joining us you know we're going to hit you with our lightning round now if you're ready for it let's go all right let me see all right, first question, Just short, short answer <laughs> short answer questions. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? It can't be employees uh, that ask smart ask questions on podcasts, but what is your biggest pet peeve?
0: My, my biggest pet peeve is, are individuals that don't understand their value proposition. And that takes time. that's a lot of self-reflection. I know that's not a short answer, but that that really, if someone doesn't really know their strengths and weaknesses, how can they be of value to any business?
2: Okay, that's good. Favorite vacation spot?
0: Favorite vacation spot's in the mountains because it's cooler up there, and I just like to sit out there and visit with nature.
2: Mike Krzyzewski, evil genius or evilest genius? Greatest
0: coach of all time. He is the GOAT, Uh, Jeff Movers. Okay,
2: I think you're wrong there, but all right. It's Beatles, not
0: getting
2: in a fight. <laughs> Beatles, Rolling Stones, or Michael Jackson?
0: Definitely Beatles.
2: Favorite comfort food?
0: Uh, steak. Okay.
2: Who is your all-time favorite baseball player?
0: That has to be Carl Yastrzemski.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Last question: If you had a superpower, what would it be?
0: Hmm. That's a good one. Because there's so many. <laughs> I would want to be able to replicate myself about 10 times so that I could be in 10 different places at one time so that I could solve a lot more problems.
1: Okay. We like that idea. Replication power. I, I, I don't think we've well, had that answer We have before. not had that,
0: but that would be fantastic. Well, as a president, my biggest challenge is time management. And, you know, I, I want to be everywhere, but there's just no way possible I can be. And then sometimes people think that, well, I'm neglecting them. I'm not neglecting them because I want to be there. I just can't physically do everything.
2: We 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 know you still love us. <laughs> Good
1: answer, both of you.
2: <laughs> well, I'm
0: I'm not going to ask you to.
2: I'm going to say. Usually we say, "Hey, where can people find you?" You can find out more about CVCC at www.cvcc.edu. Uh, I don't you know you don't need to give out your cell phone here on our our (laughs) podcast so uh you can learn about uh, what cvcc has got going on and and the good works that we're doing and the various resources that we have available there so thank you so much for joining us today we We appreciate it we we appreciate we appreciate you being here we do appreciate your support yeah
0: exactly i just do want to leave with this if you do have questions about anything within our community please reach out to CVCC. We've got the information. We've got people that are there willing to help you. And so don't be afraid to ask the questions. And that's what great entrepreneurs do.
2: They're curious people. So uh, we we'll always like to end up with uh, sharing some small businesses of the month uh, uh, that, that you should be checking out. Dr. Henshaw, you got anything you want to uh, give a shout-out to today?
0: Well, we, we've got a shout-out to all of our small business owners because they go through things every day that people don't understand. They, they are looking at that next payday. They're looking at that next innovation. And so I want to give a shout-out to everybody out there who's, who's considered a small business, 50 employees or less, for sticking it and going with it and staying the course because you can be successful and and we appreciate you and value here in the Catawba Valley region.
1: All
2: right. Gary, what are you going to give a shout out
1: to today? Well, thanks, Jeff. This month, I'm going to brag on five of our SkillsUSA students that did extremely well. Last week at the national championship, you actually mentioned one of them. It's the first group I'm going to talk about. That's spotlighting our entrepreneurship team. Four students, Lauren Land, Charlotte Zimmerman, Michaela Pittman, and Luke Towery. Their business is Common Grounds. It's based on some businesses locally. Coffee and smoothie shop with some sweets. And their target market is high school and college students, which would fit for them. And they won the national champions that we said. And they did an outstanding job. Christy Lefevers was their... Uh, coach, and again i can 't say enough about our advisors or our coaches for the students of which you 've been one. Of course, Dr. Henshaw has been a tremendous supporter. He is the reason we have a skills USA program at CVCC. but
2: also give a shout out to your wife too uh, while you 're doing this.
1: Okay, Tammy Mahler works really hard to with Dr. Henshaw to make it happen, and it takes a full time effort um, yep. and I will say i 'll digress for thirty seconds to say uh, we 've been named the outstanding chapter eight years in a row in the country, and there are 19,000 chapters. So that's a pretty big uh, thing that we can be very proud of. And it's everybody that's involved. It's the advisors. It's the folks that aren't even in skills that are part of it. But again, it does start at the top with Dr. Henshaw and Mrs. Mueller. <laughs> the other Skills USA student that I'd like to highlight is a person that's also close to us because he was our most recent graduate of the Everyday Entrepreneurship Fund, Chase Collins. And uh, he was in Prepared Speech. He finished uh, sixth in the country in prepared speech, which is a very strong competitive uh, performance by him, and it was a very strong field. So, again, and I could go on and talk about all 33 students that we took. They all were champions, and they are, because they're all state champions to Mm -hmm. get there. And so it's a great program. These are just two highlights because he's also going to be – Uh, an entrepreneur, he's actually got his own business, but he's going to grow his business, Mm -hmm. Hickory Helpers. Helper's LLC, and uh, he's our most recent
2: Everyday Entrepreneur Venture Fund grant recipient.
1: So yeah. we're very happy for Chad. And the Mullers are going to use him because he does all the work in the yard and uh, gutters and all those things. In fact, he called me on the way here, asked for his, when he could come see me. There's an aggressive young man. Well, that's good, uh,
0: Jeff. Our Skills USA program is is very reflective of the greatest coach of all time in college basketball. So I just want to mention that. <laughs>
2: All right, and well, who would that be? I wouldn't would say Dean Smith, but I don't think Doctor Henshaw agrees with that. But you know, we, you know, that's okay. Yeah, you know, that's okay. I, I small business that I want to share uh, is a business called New Fabrics, which is actually located uh, in CVCC's Manufacturing Solution Centers Incubator, and uh, New Fabrics is a very interesting business that. Uh, uh, they, they focus on what they call health wear, where they put medicine directly into your clothing, uh, basically uh, putting it into the fabric of clothes. They put active ingredient, ingredients into textile fabrics, uh, which can be programmed to be released to the skin. When knitted into products, they deliver therapeutic amounts of the, uh, uh, the active ingredient directly to the skin. Uh, stays on it from uh, after multiple home washes. If you go to their web, website at uh, newfabrics.com, that's N-U-F-A-B-R-X.com, you can learn more about them and see some of the products that they sell. They've got some uh, sleeves to assist uh, your if you have knee issues or elbow issues or uh, calf issues. Uh, and actually, they license their product uh uh, their technology to other products that are found in Walmart's, Walgreens across the country. So they've got some real cool stuff going on.
0: So. And Jeff Jordan Schindler is just an outstanding young man, mm-hmm. a business owner. And, you know, he moved here from the West Coast just to be at the Manufacturing Solutions Center. And that shows that connectivity and that mm-hmm. value that we can create to help people be successful. He's blowing out of the water right now. Oh, yeah.
2: He's doing great. He's doing great. He'll be moving into a uh, our, our new facility that will be opening up shortly and, uh, and getting some additional space. So, uh, so you should be checking those out. So uh, if uh, you, our listeners, have any suggestions for our Small Business of the Month, you can email them to Gary and I at eexchangeatthemesh.tv. If we use your uh, suggestion, we'll get an Entrepreneur Exchange prize pack. We want to thank uh, Dr. Garrett Henshaw for joining us today. Thank you for being with us. We want to thank the mesh podcast network and a special thanks to mako rx for supporting our podcast you can check them out at uh, www.mako-rx.com so until next month we look forward to talking with you again everybody uh, stay cool out there this summer
1: take care thanks red for listening red
0: Hawks. <laughs> go red hogs